Welcome to the Free Oakley Podcast. This is your host, Billy Johnson. All right, so here we are. It's Thursday night. We're back to the Thursday recording. It is 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, October 21st. We are four weeks under our belt. We are heading into week five. So let's recap where we are after four weeks. And last week, Andy goes two and one, keeps the the positive uh, winning streak going. Uh, two more, two more for Andy, which puts you at ten and two for the year. You hit on the uh, Oklahoma TCU over your best bet came in Michigan State over Indiana. The only one that didn't hit um, was the Arizona State versus Utah State, and you were Herm Edwards away from going three and zero this week. Uh, Herm that they were up twenty one seven at halftime in a pick'em, uh, and then they fell apart uh, in the second half. So, uh, so Andy, well done, two and one, ten and two, and you actually take over the lead in terms of total points because of a clunker from Mr. Brum this past weekend. Fortunately, Aaron, you go 0-3, and, and that takes you overall for the season series to 8-4 and four, and missed out on the KC game, the KC over, the Bills versus the Titans, and then also the Gators lost outright at LSU. Aaron, what do you have to say for yourself after last week? I mean, I took it on the chin. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and make excuses, but I am going to make excuses for, for a couple minutes here. Uh, you, you look at all three games, and the sad part is none of them were close. All of, you know, it wasn't any bad beats or anything. Uh, all all were, were pretty steadfast uh, outcomes. Uh, you take, uh, take the LSU game, Coach O, you know, fat Cajun fuck screwed me on that one. Um, That was, they decided to run the ball for the first time all season and they ran the ball effectively against Florida. And uh, they also, Florida also had three turnovers that turned in scores for LSU. I think effectively was an Uh, understatement, Aaron. The the kid ran for like a school record. He broke four nets record. He ran for 300 yards. First time they've been over 100 yards, I think, in a game this season. But again, not not going to make excuses. Uh, if you look at the over in the uh, football team against the Chiefs, that game started playing out like I thought it would. Both teams moving the ball effectively throughout the first half. However, it landed it ended in field goals. Uh, I think we had three straight drives where both teams were in the red zone that ended in field goals. And when you have an NFL total uh, in the 55 plus range uh, and you're kicking field goals and three straight red zone opportunities the first half, you you know how that's going to end. That that came under. Um, And the second half, Tyler Henneke, uh, I think I, I think I referred to him last week as a, as a dual threat quarterback, uh, yeah, he, he's a no threat quarterback and he stinks. So, uh, so yes, not gonna, not gonna go going back to that well again this year. Uh, and then that last game, it actually, you know, my outlook on it was that fading Tannehill 
he can't keep up with the Bills' offense. And if you look at his stat line, 216 yards, 18 to 29, uh, no passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, one interception. Uh, he held up to it. But Derrick Henry, is uh, he's a freak, force of nature, and he, uh, he, you know, ran all over the Bills in that game. So, so there you go. Yeah, 0-3, new week, and uh, again, looking forward. Yeah, well, you know what? We were we were sixteen and two, which was we were winning at a ninety percent clip. We knew that wasn't gonna maintain the whole season or the whole ten weeks here. So, you know, after four weeks, eighteen and six, Free Oakley Sportsbook is still at a seventy-five percent winning percentage. So, so good on you guys. Um, let's turn the page. So let's go on to week five, and we're gonna do three picks each. And uh, why don't we why don't we have Van- Andrew kick off this week? Um, sure, sure, Aaron. Uh, all really good excuses. Um, what's the what's the, what's the tallies? What's the tally so far, Bill? Uh, in terms of total points, because yeah. uh, as as you guys know, the best bet is worth two points each week, and the other two picks are worth one. So after four weeks, Andy, you are at thirteen versus Aaron's eleven. So you're up two right now. Okay. All right. Uh, sounds good. Um, good to be, you know, good to be in front. Um, so what I'm going to lead off with is a noon game on Saturday. Um, sticking with college, just feel more comfortable all the way around. So I'm going to take Cincinnati with a monster, monster line against Navy minus 28. I'm not <laughs> married to lines that big. Like they're never, never comfortable. But in this particular situation, I think it's acceptable, and I'll explain why. So I've watched three Cincinnati games in full. They've been really, really impressive all the way all the way around. They've got a huge offensive line. It gives their QB Desmond Ryder, who is not all that impressive. Um, I mean, he's he's good. He's really good. I mean, he's good. He's got fifteen hundred passing yards. And 13 touchdowns, only two picks. But he never gets touched. They just have, like, these monsters guarding him all the time. He never gets touched. He's had all the time in the world. They also have a stud running back, which, of course, you know, just their offensive line opens up everything. So their running back is Jerome Ford, who has over 700 700 yards rushing already uh, through six games, 12 TDs. He's big, big guy. Um He's uh, six, uh, six feet tall, 220 pounds. He's got a seven yards a carry, um, which is just, which is just scary. He's, he's an absolute stud. So they've pushed people around, whether they've been home or away. So like, why did I pick this play? They haven't had the most difficult schedule. I'm not going to lie about this. So the only really big ranked team that they played was Notre Dame. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they won 24-13. But if you watch the game, it really wasn't that close, right? So Notre Dame scored late. Um, Notre Dame was just outmanned. They were just out physical. Uh, I'm a Notre Dame fan. So, you know, coming, you know, coming from me, like that's, that's saying a lot. Cincinnati just looked really, really good. 
they've blown out some really, really, meaning uh, Cincinnati's blown out some really bad teams in the last few weeks, including Temple. Um, but they also hung 50 on a fair UCF team. And I just feel like they're the most least respected number two team maybe in the last decade. And I mean, I get it. I get it. They haven't played, you know, a tremendous schedule, but what makes me think they're going to cover a 28 is uh, their, their schedule has been soft. Uh, the NCAA is going to, re- you know, going to see that. And they've got, they've got to beat up teams like Navy this week. Uh, they don't have a choice but to keep their foot on the gas the entire time. They don't play another ranked team until week 10 when they play SMU. Um, they just have to hammer these bad teams and stay relevant in the playoff conversation because, I mean, we all probably think that, like, Alabama's not going to lose, right? So, like, Alabama's going to come in. Georgia's going to be in. Iowa lost last week. Like, they're going to have to stay extremely, extremely relevant. And that's going to mean they have to keep their foot on the pedal. Uh, Navy, although they're playing, this game is in Annapolis, which is, you know, always a tough place to play, right? So they're going to be really into it. They're just a really bad team. So they've lost to Houston. They've lost to Air Force. Um, Do I think the crowd factors in here? Yeah, I I mean, it always does like a little bit. But I only think it's going to be like maybe for the first half. I think they pull away in a big, big way. Uh, Navy's got a really good wide receiver in Michael Cooper, who's kind of a stud. I think he might play on Sundays. But I just I just don't see him keeping up with it, keeping meaning keeping up with Cincinnati. And uh, I just think they're overmatched the whole way. And uh, I think since he favored by 28, I think they win by 38. I feel like this is going to be like a 55-10 game. So, or, you know, 55-7, you know, 55-12, 55-10. I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a big win for Cincy. And I think they're going to have to keep doing this week after week. But yeah, that's my, uh, that's my first pick, Bill. All right. So, uh, Bearcats on the road in Annapolis, minus 28. Aaron, what do you got? So I'm here with Driscoll. And I'm with Cincinnati. This is our first joint pick. Oh, wow! Weeks in. I thought it was going to take oh. long. I thought it was going to take longer than this. I honestly, you know, thought it would happen at some point. But but here we are, four weeks in, and I'm I'm Cincinnati, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna belabor the point. I'm gonna with everything Driscoll said. This is the Cincinnati Beatdown World Tour. Yeah, for the rest yes. of the season. Uh, yes. It is. They, they need to lay the lumber down on everyone they have left. Uh, they have a game coming up, I believe, with, with SMU in late November. That's, that's probably going to be their, their last shining star on their, on their calendar to really make a mark. In the meantime, they, they need to be beating up on these teams by 30 points uh, that, that they're facing. And, and it's too bad because I honestly think that Cincinnati is a, is a better team than, than any of the contenders that would be a one-loss team that be 
uh, a factor into the uh, the playoff, uh, the fourteen playoff format. But they have to do it, and they will. And like like Andy said, the the midshipmen are a prime candidate to do so. Uh, they they put up three points against Air Force. They they had a blowout loss to Marshall. Uh, they're they're an option team with zero defense. So you know, little offensive firepower and not much on the other side. So yeah, Cincinnati rolls here. I'm with you, Driscoll. There you go. The first combo pick. Both of you guys are on it. That's exciting. Um, I'm. I did not see that coming. I'm not gonna lie, Bill. Um, love it. I mean, I love it because I love it. But yeah, nice, Aaron. It's a really good pick. I think that's a W. I think that's a W for both of us. I, th- I, th- I think so. I think that might be might be a double down for the listeners. My uh, my father opened up a a, a gambling account just uh, on behalf of the Free Oakley Sportsbook, so he's now taking action. He's gonna love this with you guys uh, being on the same pick, Bearcats. Uh, all right. Oh, he, it's funny. He actually texted me tonight. He's like, "Are you guys recording tonight?" He's like, uh, "Had the had the guys do had the guys do last week?" <laughs> so he uh, he didn't. Did you, t- did you tell him the truth? <laughs> yeah. Well, he. I take I, t- I take it in check his account. Yeah, well, he didn't bet last week, so uh, so he's still two and zero from your guys' picks from week week uh, week three. So, uh, all right, Andy, what do you got? Pick number two. So, pick number two. Um, I thought about this a lot, William and Aaron. Um, not gonna lie, it's a really really strange line for me. It's a really strange game, but. I'm taking number eight, Oklahoma State, getting seven against Iowa State, which just so rare that a top 10 team is ever going to get seven. But it's so ridiculous that it almost, almost I want to take Iowa State um, because that's how that's how random this line is. Um, despite, despite the fact that it's in Iowa, and I get that, and Iowa State's a good team. But I think Oklahoma State's a really good team. And I don't think a lot of people, despite the fact it's number eight, right? I don't think they get the respect, maybe like that they deserve. Um, and I've been a big respect guy, like Michigan State, I've been on like all year. Like Oklahoma State, I've been watching like pretty closely. Um, I, listen, do I think this is a strange line? I think it's very, very, very strange. But I'm using my eyes here and just using my head. And I think it's just too high. I think seven is too high. This number is too ridiculous. Um, it's not like Oklahoma's played a cupcake schedule at all. They've actually, in the last three weeks, have beaten Kansas State, Baylor, and Texas, all ranked. Um, this, that all happened in the last three weeks. They've got a really, really solid defense, which is kind of bizarre for an Oklahoma State team because you think Oklahoma State, you think over, right? Like, trust me, like that's what I think when I think about them. But they've got a couple really good cornerbacks that just shut down like elite wide receivers. And I'm not saying Iowa State has elite wide receivers, but they've got some playmakers on that side. But I think the cornerbacks can shut them down there. Uh, Spencer Sanders, their quarterback, He's not overwhelming, overwhelming from a talent perspective, 
but he can run. Um, he can run out of pocket. And the star there is Jalen Warren uh, at running back. Um, and he just carries the load for this team. He's got, uh, you know, including last week, he had 33 carries against Texas for over 150 yards. Uh, he's a stud. Um, Iowa State's a really good team. I'm not disparaging them by, by any measure. Um, they've only lost to, I'm trying to think, and I apologize. They've only lost to Baylor and, oh, and to Iowa in week three uh, by 10. So, listen, they played a tough, tough schedule. That was at Iowa, that Iowa State game. They played a tough, tough schedule. Baylor's a really, really good team, too. So, I'm just not this – this is a tough game. I'm not going to lie. It's a really, really tough game. Uh, Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the Cyclones, he's a stud. This is uh, for Iowa State. He's a stud. He's got 1,400 passing yards through six games. He's in the Heisman discussion. Um, they've got a great running back with, uh, Brees Hall. He's got 10 touchdowns already and he can catch a ton of balls out of the backfield. I just think this is a really, really close game. I understand the spread. I really do. I get it. I, I, I don't get it at seven. I think it should be four. Um, I just think seven is way, way too many points. Um, so this is, this is going to be a tight game. I'm taking um, I'm taking Oklahoma State, who's number eight in the country, right? Like I get it. Like people are going to think this is a, sort of like a square bet, but I like him. I like him getting seven. I think this is going to be a really really fun one. It's on uh, three thirty uh, on Fox on Saturday, and uh, I'll just I'll, I'll take those extra points. That I think they're going to get, but I'm going to take Oklahoma State getting seven against Iowa State. All right. Oklahoma State, like you said, eighth in the country playing unranked Iowa State and getting seven. So uh, I like it. Uh, Aaron, what do you got? Number two. Well, uh, this this is a, I think, a monumentous. Come on. The, uh, uh, no, 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 no. We had one pick where the first ever pick between just going on. Now we'll have the first ever uh, anti-pick. Oh, my pick. Is fucking Iowa State minus seven home against Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State, yes, yeah, six and zero, number eight in the country. The least impressive six and zero team of all time. I mean, you look at their first three games; they won by a touchdown against Missouri State. Uh, they had a five-point win against Tulsa. The uh, 21-20 against Boise State. Yes, they've handled business in the Big Twelve since then. Uh, a win against Kansas State, a win against an impressive Baylor team, and then last week against Texas. And I watched every snap of that Texas game. And I'll tell you what, Texas was was up 17-3 in the second quarter, manhandling Oklahoma State, doing whatever they wanted on offense and stifling, uh, uh, doing whatever they wanted on offense and stifling the Oklahoma State offense on the other end. Driving down, and they threw a pick six. And Oklahoma State came down 17-10. Then they added a uh, field goal before halftime. Next thing you know, they're back in the game. Momentum shifts. And Texas shot the bed in the second half. That was more Texas losing than Oklahoma State winning. Uh, I think it's a 
very, very one-dimensional Oklahoma State team. They have a good defense for sure, and they have a, they have a good running game. Good running back that that Driscoll uh, referenced, uh, Jalen Warren. But that's it. That is it. Their quarterback has six touchdowns on the year and five picks with a 58, uh, 58.6 uh, completion percentage. I mean, they, they not only, you know, don't try and throw the ball, they, they, they get away from it entirely. It's, it's a one-dimensional team that Iowa State can shut down. And Iowa State has a dynamic offense. Brock Purdy, who you mentioned, uh, you know, 13, uh, 13, over 1,300 yards passing, nine TDs, uh, Brees Hall, 10 TDs on the season. There, you know, Iowa State was a trendy preseason pick to win the Big 12. Uh, that, that loss against Iowa, which Iowa beats them every year, unfortunately, uh, that, that sort of derailed that, but they still have a shot at the Big 12 championship game. If they win this game and then the shitty Oklahoma State team has to go down to Norman uh, in, uh, or, or host, I forget who's hosting this year, but for Bedlam against Oklahoma in the last game of the year, and they get two losses, Iowa State can get back in that, that Big 12 championship so this is this is a huge game for them. They're amped up for it. They're they're riding on two wins against Kansas State and Kansas. And uh, yeah, there's there's a reason that the number eight team in the country is getting seven against an unranked team. Uh, so yeah, give me give me the Cyclops. Can I speak here, Billy? Please. So <clears throat> I don't disagree with anything that you said. I think Spencer Sanders, the QB for um, – I think Spencer Sanders, the QB for Oklahoma State, is mediocre, 100%. No, no doubt in my mind, I totally understand your situation here. I'm actually thinking about how well the defense has been playing against pretty top-notch opponents, right? Um, the Baylors, the Texas – you know – Listen, I know, I know you're not a huge fan of Texas, but like sort of high-powered offense, I'm shockingly taking the side of a defense. And I just think seven points is too much, Aaron, to be perfectly honest with you. And what did we say? If we landed on a game that we were, you know, north and south about, what are we going to bet? Well, we typically like do. Oh, right. Okay. So a hundred bucks, Aaron. Hundred bucks. Yeah. Hundred bucks. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will take Oklahoma yeah. State getting seven. And and I and I and I totally agree with you. Their their offense, their defense is is legit, and they, they it's shockingly stymied, it's they shockingly legit. I mean, a, a good Texas offense in the second half. Uh, they held up against a good Baylor offense the the week before. Um, but their 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 offense is just so one dimensional, and I really feel like they they they've taken advantage of of a of a couple instances uh, to get to where they're at at six zero. And this this team is a is a you know four and three I, team masquerading as a six zero team. Fair, no, no, I don't uh, listen. I I I thought I led with this, not 
overly confident. I just thought the seven was too much. And I think Spencer Sanders, the quarterback for uh, Oklahoma State, he is one-dimensional. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie about that, but I'm not overwhelmed by Iowa State. I watched the entire Iowa-Iowa State game. Um, I just uh, – I'm not – I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Iowa State. More importantly, I'm not sold on minus seven. Okay. I'll, I'll happily I'll, uh, let's bet a hundo on that against yeah, you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the seven, and, and, and we'll go from there. Right. You visit right. next week. If it lands, if it lands on good. seven, which, by the way, it might, and it's a push, that it is what it is. But I just feel like this is like a three- or four-point game for like a random reason. So that's why I was taking Oklahoma State. And, uh, yeah. But uh, super, super excited that we uh, finally banged out one of those. All right. So that obviously puts the perfect 6-0 and week out of the picture. And also every week on these things, we are doing collectively, we are doing a six-team parlay. So now with you guys going north and south on this, this becomes a – and with the first game you guys we gotta, pick, we gotta... this becomes – right now it's a – it's. <laughs> It, at, at max, it'll be a three team. It'll be a three game parlay right now. Oh, so. yeah. We'll we'll flip a we'll flip a coin on the Iowa State game and the first game. Yeah, maybe we'll double down. And All I right. and I swear to the audience, Aaron and I or Billy don't speak before like we jump on this. Like this wasn't nothing's planned. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, are we going to have a tie again, or are we going to be, be on the same same leans for the third pick? Andy, who do you got for number three? The best. This is the best bet. Uh, this is my best bet. Um, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting to see what Aaron thinks about this one. Um, I'm taking Oklahoma uh, minus 19 and a half. It might be 20 in some books. So don't, you know, don't quote me on this against Kansas, but I saw 19 and a half today. I'm going to take them first half against Kansas. Oklahoma is the number three, number four team in the country. So as everybody knows, if they listen, I've been up and down an Oklahoma team the entire time, but with Caleb Williams just playing out of his mind, playing out of his mind, I'm back in. Um, their second cover, they've only covered two games against TCU and then against like a random, you know, tomato can, like Western, you know, Western Michigan team that they won like 70, nothing, but they look unstoppable. I'm not sure if everybody watched that TCU game, uh, on primetime the other night, like he, he looks spectacular rattlers out rattler just, uh, you know, his Instagram, he just like sort of like divorced himself from like Oklahoma. I think it's just Caleb Williams the whole time. Great job, Lincoln Riley. I thought he was going to do that, um, but really, really excited that he did it right, <laughs> you know, like a couple days before that game. But the fact that, you know, Caleb uh, Williams is playing has opened up everything. I think you guys probably saw that in the TCU game. Um, Mim, who's their like superstar, like wide receiver. He, he looks incredible. You know, he's, he looks amazing. Um, and Kennedy Brooks, their running back 
he kind of struggled under Ratner like a little bit. And then he looked amazing against TCU. And, and, and TCU is no pushover. I just love, love Oklahoma, even though I just trashed them for the last three weeks. All it took was, you know, Lincoln Riley making the right move. But I thought they looked great last week. They actually laid off, um, you know, they took they took their foot off the gas a little bit against um, against TCU because they, I mean, they still won that game by thirty in you know in uh, you know in Norman, granted, but they've they haven't put up points like that against anybody else. So as much as I love Oklahoma right now, this Kansas team is so so brutal. And I've talked to Aaron about this, like on the side, but they are one A, one B with Vanderbilt, just the worst of the worst. So technically, Oklahoma's giving thirty eight to Kansas, and I still like the thirty eight to be perfectly honest with you. But I don't. It, this game's in Kansas. I don't care. Um, about the 38, I just want to get this over with. I think they're going to be up 28, 35, nothing at halftime. Um, Jason Bean, the Kansas quarterback, has five TDs, four picks this year. He's got a 34.8 quarterback rating. Um, they've got a decent running back who I actually like. Um, this guy's name is Devin Neal. He's a true freshman. Um, but they don't have an offensive line. So, like that's that for him. I actually, I really, I really like him. I think, yeah, I, I think he could be a superstar if he played somewhere else. But I, I do like this full game, Billy and Aaron. Like the whole way, I like the thirty-eight. Um, but I just, you know, I just figure like get get your money early here, and it's uh, my 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 confidence is at the first half, and I think it's going to be over pretty quick. So I think they potentially Oklahoma doesn't have to take their foot off the gas like Cincinnati has to keep it on like all the time. And I get that. Um, so yeah, like I think it's, you know, I think it's going to be a 35, nothing halftime lead. And uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm taking Oklahoma minus 19 and a half or 20. I don't know what it is. I saw two different, two different numbers, but that's what, uh, that's what I'm taking generally. All right. So first half bet for Oklahoma. Aaron, what do you got for your best bet this week? Yeah, no, any time you can uh, bet against Kansas is, is a good time. So, like that. Uh, best bet, I am going back to the NFL, and I am fading your, your hometown team, Driscoll. I'm going Carolina minus three at the Giants. Uh, the Giants were, I, I felt like, a feel-good story coming into the season. Uh, a healthy Saquon, uh, addition of Kenny, uh, Kenny Galladay, maturation of Danny Dimes uh, overall, Judge coming in and, and putting in his system. Uh, but, I mean, I feel, you know, this team has had a disservice with injuries. Injuries have just decimated this team. Uh, I, I read the other day that if you look at their starting roster from the first week on the offensive side, including linemen, they have five starters that will start this week from that lineup. 
I mean, that's crazy. So they're, they have to go deep. So this is more a, a fade against the Giants. They're in a very tough spot right now. Um, and, and Carolina started out 3-0. You, know, uh, you heard some people talking about, you know, Sam Darnold for MVP. He, he, looked, uh, he looked amazing those first three games. He has come back to earth a bit uh, so, so Billy doesn't have to, you know, cut his wrist too badly uh, with, with Darnold. But, uh, but they're, they're still competitive. You know, you look at their losses. They've lost a very good Cowboy team. Uh, they had a very uh, close loss to the Eagles. And last week against the Vikings was, was an overtime. And, and they showed a lot of grit in, the, in that comeback. So, so I still feel there's a lot to work with there. And, and Rule is, is, a, is a hell of a coach. And, and I still think that, that Darnold has, uh, has his, you know, the best yet to come. So I like, I like the, the Panthers here, plus three, minus three. Yeah, uh, so the parent, uh, Panthers are giving three at MetLife, uh, which is your best bet. So let, let's recap that. Andy this week has Cincinnati. Well, actually, Andy and Aaron both have Cincinnati minus 28 at Navy. And then Andy's has Oklahoma State plus seven versus Iowa State. Aaron has the flip side of that. He has Iowa State minus seven versus Oklahoma State. And then for the best bets this week, Andy's got Oklahoma minus 19 and a half in the first half versus Kansas. And then Aaron has the Carolina Panthers minus three at MetLife against the Giants. So those are the picks for this week. Did we, I'm on the Zoom here. Did we lose Andy? Andy, you, uh, you, 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 no, you okay. You took the camera. You're no picture now. You took the camera on the move. You were navigating through your house in, in Massachusetts. And now the screen is blank. Um, it was. Yeah. No, that's correct. Okay. So um, like- why did you, do you, do you have anything pertinent to ask me? Yeah. Yeah. How many Miller lights have you had? I'll take the over on that one. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, let's call it there. Those are the picks for this week. Good luck, gentlemen. Andy, hope you keep the winning streak rolling. And Aaron, let's get back on track. That's it for the Free Oakley Sportsbook. Catch you guys next week. Daniela, you said all those things I wouldn't have dared. As I hung on every word, I swear I could have been easier on you. Daniela, I spent all those nights just